Hello and welcome back to Business in the Spotlight, a podcast to help you improve your business by sharing stories from successful business owners. Today we have Suzanne Daniels here. Would you like to introduce yourself, Suzanne? Hi, I'm Suzanne Daniels. I am a life coach for women in business and I am from South Africa. I travel between the US and South Africa on a regular basis. That is amazing. How is South Africa? Um, at this moment, it's in the heart of summer, so it's better than right here where I am in LA. <laughs> well, here in Florida, it's hot as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm on the wrong side of the coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you're a business coach. You like to empower women, but I also heard from your application that you went through quite a bit to get to where you are today, including being a whistleblower. Now, if you don't mind, would you mind sharing more about that experience with us? Um, no, not at all, Kelly. I um, blew the whistle about two years ago on corruption in my company. Um, it's led to a period of harassment, victimization, and just put me in a serious state of depression um, because of the reaction. And I eventually got dismissed, which I am challenging in the courts at home. And everybody um, knows how fun court is, right? Excuse me? And everybody knows how fun court is, right? Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm a lawyer by profession, so it was actually, it makes me even more um, disheartened that I have to go through that kind of process. Well, I'm so sorry that you're having to go through all that. Now, what did you blow the whistle on? I know you're in court, so you might not be able to share any details. Yeah, there were various um, corrupt officials in the company that I was working for, um, and they were diverting money. When I started realizing that this is what they were doing, I went to I was um, I went to the police and they were a bit slow in doing stuff and then we went to um, our equivalent of the Senate as Parliament and I testified at a at a hearing there about the corruption. Wow. Well, it seems like you're a woman of integrity to go through all that to make sure all of the truth was out there and on the record. And I'm so sorry that you've had to face such backlash over the years and it's put you in such a dismal state in mental health, especially, you know, being a lawyer, you know the laws, you know you weren't in the wrong. So I understand how it's disheartening going to court when you know that, you know, you're just telling the truth, you're doing what's right. But I'm sure that this has put you in a position of empowerment and put you at a leverage where you can help other women in ways other coaches might not be able to. For those yes. that are listening, what does a business coach do exactly? What do you do to help other business owners, especially women in their profession? Well, it's the business has sort of evolved. I started focusing on business coaching because I was a a lawyer, so I thought I could use that background. But in my coaching experiences, I found that women also struggle with, um, you know, doubting themselves, the confidence to carry on, um, not knowing where to start. So I've incorporated an element of life coaching 
into my business as well. Um, so when I when I speak to a potential client, we try and identify the areas in which they need coaching because coaching is not is not training, it's not uh, counseling. So one has to be very careful um, that you are able to shift the person's beliefs um, gradually and also get them to do things, um, you know, like action steps, which yes. keeps them involved. So there's a lot more work placed on the counselor, I mean, on the client, I just ask the right questions to make sure that we can put in place a plan that the client can follow. Very good. So it's all about accountability, setting a plan, making sure that you're following through, and of course, the confidence to believe in yourself while you're following through. That's a huge part of business. I think it's a huge part of the business. It's also when you have you know, a, a plan as basic as it may be or as complicated as it may be, you actually feel a little bit more in control of your life. Yes. You know, yeah. There are, they, and then we break it down into weekly goals, monthly goals, so that we can actually keep, uh, we can keep uh, each other accountable. Now, as a business owner, I myself run two businesses, and I find myself, I have my long-term goals set out, you know, when I started my business and my business plan, but when it comes to those short-term goals, I do get lax in setting them for myself and taking accountability steps to make sure those goals are being met. You think that those short-term goals will really bring your business farther in excelling? Well, it also does not um, set yourself up for failure. Do you know what I mean? You might have the big picture, and then you, if you don't set yourself the smaller goals, you're not going to know as to how close to those bigger goals you are coming. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind well, of like a timeline. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of like a timeline that you can follow to make sure that you are on you know, your timeline to meet your big goals by accomplishing these small goals. Yes. Um, I consider it like a step-by-step -step process. If you have this big goal, you need to break it down to what do I need to do daily to get to that goal? Um, what do I need to do weekly or monthly? You know, those kinds of things. So that you don't feel that you're not reaching your goal. Because obviously your, your goals when you start a business are quite big and broad. Yes. And so you have to make sure that you are able to get there. Yeah. You know? And that, that consists of the, small, of the small steps that you have to do. Right. And how did you get into the industry of coaching? Uh, you said that you had a background in, you know, with your law. How did you incorporate that background to take the steps to start your own coaching business? Well, I've been um, a legal executive for about 20 or 25 years now, past. And during that time, I've had the opportunity to mentor and coach quite a few of my employees and subordinates. And it was just something that I had a natural affinity to. I didn't want to go back into legal practice because I was in a corporate environment. So I looked at things that I can do using my skills my skills, both my professional skills and my personal skills to actually turn it into a business and earn an income. 
And that's where um, one of my, I actually asked my friends, what do they think I would be good at? And I asked them to give me five and a lot of them came back with coaching and mentoring other entrepreneurs. And it was something that I then researched, uh, got a um, coaching qualification and then decided to continue with coaching. That is awesome that you felt that, you know, inspiration and affinity in yourself and so did your friends. So that's what you built your legacy upon, your business. That's most awesome. Sorry, I got distracted. Somebody had sent me a quick message. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you find yourself doing in like the day-to-day life as a coach? Um, I spend at least... An hour in the morning, um, you know, getting ready for the, for the day. I read self-development books. I am a Christian, so I read my Bible and I do my devotions. I then look at planning my day. I generally take about three to four one-on-one sessions uh, per day. Uh, during the holidays, it's been down to about two. Yeah, the holidays always slow. Yeah. People are with family. <laughs> um, so, and then I don't schedule them every day because it's actually quite um, a taxing process. You know, you need to get into, you're creating a safe environment for a person to share their goals, their dreams with you. So it takes a bit of preparation. Um, I take notes during these sessions. I review them so that I can make sure that we are on track. Um, and then I spend some time with my daughter. Um, I do some of my own training. I believe it or not. I also have a coach. So I spend some time with my coach and do the homework. Um, we meet once a week. So during the week I have, um, my own homework to do as well. Wow, and that really reaffirms the fact that sometimes you need an outside eye to let you know what you can do better, what you can improve on this week or build on this week, because you, as a business coach, have your own coach, lifestyle and business coach, right? Yes, I do. And have you Uh, found that help your profession? Yes, it does, actually. um, I've had two so far. One, when I was starting the business, focusing on how to get my mindset out of being an employee to being a business owner, um, how to you know, set up the business and those things. So it was a very practical approach. Um, my current coach is helping me with how to align my values to my business, make sure that I am able to grow the business and make sure that my message is in the correct format that people can understand it so we go through that on a weekly basis so you found two different coaches that aligned with you best at what stage you were in your business the first one was more to help you with your mentality if you're a ceo now you're your own business owner not no longer an employee and that helped you get the ball rolling to where you finally needed a second coach to help you solidify your business, make sure it's aligned with your mission, what you like personally and how to grow it from there. Yes, that's correct. 
Do you see yourself wanting maybe a third coach in the future? Or does it kind of change depending on what stage you're at in a business? Um, I think it, it will change in, in depending on what stage I am in the business. I am looking now to scale the business. I'm going to be starting a business academy uh, program where I will take people through it's a six-month program. So it's quite intense. And I think, you know, getting my, my current coach is helping me to get to the launch phase. And then we will assess whether uh, she's able to continue or that I would need a different kind of coach. Wow. So what for you as a coach, what clients do you most help for your six-month course? What is that most targeted to? Um, it's targeted to empty nester moms and career women who want to make a change. They're a bit frustrated with where they are at. Um, I've been in both situations, so I can identify with those um, those feelings. You know, and getting back to me beyond the mom, firstly. And these are women who know that they want to start a business but don't know how to go about it. Um, they've had the business idea for quite a while if they are moms and they need guidance in how to like separate their mindset so that they know that it's a business, not a hobby. And we then work on the mindset, on what they require to set up the business, whether the their passion for the business will actually turn into an income generating business and much the same for my corporate clients where they are a bit tired of the corporate life they'd like a different type of lifestyle and running their own business and creating a lifestyle around that so those are the two sectors that have appeared in my business quite prevalently yeah, I would fall into the corporate sector. I myself walked away from the tech industry in 2017 to start my own businesses. And wow, I wish I would have talked to you three years ago because the first initial mentality block for me was everybody I knew, even my close family and friends, treated my business like a hobby. And I knew that I had a great business. I stood for the mission. I had a very clear plan for how it can grow. And it has grown on my plan the last three years. I'm just now getting the recognition of my peers. But what it comes down to, it's, it doesn't matter what your peers think. It matters what you think and what your mental fortitude is. So as long as you know that your business isn't a hobby, it's a business, and you give off that energy, people do fall in line. But I've learned that the hard way. I wish I knew that three years ago. Yes. Well, it always takes the people closest to you the longest to actually understand that this is a business. I mean, in my early days, because I worked from home, um, people used to phone me up or pop into visits and I was like, I can't see you. I'm busy. No, but you're at home. You know, setting those boundaries are actually also quite important. And those are things that as a new business owner, you may or may not have the skills to put in place. And those are the kinds of things that we work through, you know, other than the, um, the tactical and the strategic stuff. It is just how do you conduct yourself as a business owner? Exactly. Do you have any standard operating procedures set in place for your small-scale business as it's starting up? Because those operating procedures on a day-to-day -day basis 
those are what makes your change happen. It's you taking the time to stay at home that day and say no to friends coming over for tea so that you can put in work and make your paycheck at the end of the week. That's what adds up to build a profitable business over time. Yes, it does. And also just so that you know how to manage your time or to leverage the time that you have. Because a lot of my my clients have started their businesses around their children or, you know, around their household responsibilities. So we look at how do we leverage the time that they do have to make, you know, meaningful impact in their business life. I love that. I really do. And for anybody listening, do you have any advice for people just starting out? Maybe some tips that you might give one of your just starting out clients? I think just um, be clear in what you want to achieve. If you can get clarity on what you'd like to achieve in your business, we would be able to put in place a plan to work towards that. And even if you don't have the clarity, um, hire a coach or mentor and you know it's worthwhile getting that clarity in the beginning and then do the work um you know you will get rewarded if your business flourishes you will be rewarded you will get the satisfaction and the earnings of course but you will have the satisfaction of seeing what you conceptualized become a reality yes put in the work that's probably the best advice not only clarity on what you want to work towards but actually deciding to wake up every day and work towards that goal that that's what it is that's the foundation of a business as simple as that (laughs) and as a you know when you try to keep your stuff organized for yourself what are some of the best tools that you utilize for daily management tasks and skills Okay, I have used the method of time blocking, which I have, I teach my clients, or I suggest to them to use. So, and then I choose three activities a day, you know, like my top three to finish for the day. I don't make a 15-page to-do list. I have a list where I write them down, but I isolate what are the top three things I want to do that today in terms of my home, my personal, and my business? And, um, and then get to it. Absolutely. I like the suggestion of having a, you know, a larger list, but just choosing three. That is a doable amount because I know as a business owner, when I first started out, I would spend days just staying up for 15 hours at a time trying to get everything on my to-do list done, and then I'd want to sleep for two days, and that's not proper time management. It's not a realistic goal. So, you know, set realistic goals for your day, and you do it, and to help you do that, you utilize time blocking. Yes, and, and also don't set too little time for yourself. You know, people think that things would be done in, in an hour, Um, usually when you're starting out it takes a little bit longer so be kind to yourself when you do that um, so that you don't get discouraged easily there is a learning curve involved in anything so we all do need to be kind to ourselves I love that advice as well awesome so what are your plans for 2020 how are you going to scale your business well I am at the moment I am marketing my business academy I am launching the first intake of cohorts in January, on January the 15th. 
um, and then I will be working towards, there are two programs at the moment, one for business startups and one for people who are already in business, but they think that they have lost the spark to do what they want to. So it's time to review and reevaluate. So I'll be marketing those. I'll be doing some speaking engagements to speak about my experiences. And yes, set up the rest of 2020 in terms of the schedule for the program. Well, I really am looking forward to your speaking engagements. You're very good at speaking, and you have a very empowering story that I'd like to hear more of as you start going on those platforms. But I think I'm most excited about your platform launches. Um, it's really exciting stuff what you're doing. I know that a lot of people think they lose the spark, but really they're kind of their dynamic is shifting in their business. It's time to maybe restructure, do a different model, or implement a new idea that brings breathes the life back to their business and revitalizes, revitalizes their inspiration and their passion for it. That's true. Um, I've had clients, you know, just they just needed to tweak it here and there, and they thought they were failing. But when they did the necessary tweaks, it actually set them up for bigger success. Wow. Um, and that that is quite um, in, enriching for me as a uh, as a coach and keeps me energized. Just because you like to see your clients have that spark, you know, your outside eye was able to completely cause a paradigm shift in their way of thinking for their own business. That is really empowering. I could see why you would like that. Yes, I, I, I get quite energized and, you know, it keeps me going to create um, a proper sort of programs and packages for my clients. And whenever you have, um, well, not particularly you, but let's say there is a small business owner out there just starting up and they're looking for a business coach. What do you think are the main things that they should look for when searching for a coach? Because like you said, you do have to get on a very personal level, share your goals and experiences, and sometimes there's things that need to be in place where you're comfortable to do that. I think um, in my own experience, I did quite a bit of research. Um, I just knew at the beginning when I started that I wanted you know, I needed someone to to bounce ideas off. Um, it took me um, a couple of weeks to find someone. Um, what we did, I did a lot of uh, discovery calls with potential coaches, um, testing out whether I liked the chemistry um, with me, you know, how did I feel comfortable? Did they provide value because in the in the discovery call they ask quite a bit of questions so you can get an understanding of their depth of knowledge their experience you can ask questions as well and you know you can then decide on whether you want to work with that person or not but I think it's a lot about you need to make contact um, it's not like read a resume and you'll be you'll be hired. Yeah, you need to talk to them and make sure that the chemistry is there. I like the discovery call because myself, I've, I I want to scale my business up this year. I'm launching this online platform as well as investing into my other two businesses. And I want to make at least one of them a six-figure business by the end of the year. 
Um, I know a great tool for that is a business coach. So when I'm looking for my business coach, I'm definitely going to carry that bit of knowledge with me in my discovery calls to make sure I really talk to them, see their depth of knowledge with the questions that they ask, and just see if I can see us as a compatible team. Yes, because you do spend a, a lot of time, um, you know, with the, the coach and whether it's 90 minutes or a couple of months to a year, um, those 90 minutes need to be constructive. So you need to be able to put in the work. Um, the coach needs to be able to guide you and shift you from point A to point B, you know, and help you get there. So it's, it's a... It's a collaborative process, but also an accountability process. And I know that you said a lot about not only the inspirational and uh, charisma between the two of you, but there is a tactical side to it. Um, what is your experience with scaling businesses up? Do you look at certain trends in the market, uh, data analysis? Um, look, it always becomes a it always becomes a problem when your product takes off. It's a, it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> I want <laughs> when, that problem. <laughs> yes. When your business takes off. So, for instance, in my business, the reason why I'm moving into the program approach is because I can only do four, say, maximum four coaching clients a day, you know, because the, the, otherwise I'll be just exhausted and burnt out and of no value to the next person. So the next way to do that is to actually do a program where you can have a combination of techniques other than one-on-one -on -one only, you know, so that you can get your product out there. And I think for every business, it's the same. So when you get to a certain point, you need to grow and you then need to look at, are my systems ready for this? What do I need to do to get it to that point? Um, what goals do I want? And some people actually don't want to grow their businesses, but um, it comes upon them. Like I say, it's a nice problem to have. And then you find that they haven't actually thought about all these issues. Yeah, that's where I started out, to be honest, with Holistic Hut. I never thought that I would grow out of the sole proprietor at the farmer's markets. And yes. if I could have talked to myself three years ago, like, listen, you need a business plan. You need some realistic long-term goals. Where do you, Where is your current business model taking you? And what different things can you implement into that model to take you farther or to scale it back, whatever your goal for your business is? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you start the business to... Uh, generate an income so you have to be clear as to what kind of income you need and how you're going to get there you know so that's as simple as the plan can be but also when you when you're scaling a business there are other other considerations such as the systems and processes that you need to put in place so I always encourage my clients to think about that when they're actually starting out their business you know set up the systems not on the big scale, but make sure that you are able to scale from where you are rather than start anew when you, um, when you need to grow. A very strong foundation, so that way you can build upon it instead of just ripping everything down, starting fresh. Exactly. I love that advice. I really do. So I really think that a business coach can help you get a fresh eye to make sure that you're meeting up with your business 
goals on your timeline as well as implement new things to scale up your business. Um, now, can you go to a, a business coach with no goal? Like, hi, I, I just know I want to make $100,000 in, you know, 12 months. Is there ways that you can, would you realistically be like, all right, let's sit back and talk about this? Or are there ways that that can happen? Well, I would um, say to the person, okay, let's, let's sit back and talk about this. And then at the end, evaluate whether that's a, um, a realistic goal. I have um, these free st uh, strategy, well, not the, the strategy calls that I do are 90 minutes. And in those 90 minutes, it's at a discounted price. And I would then say to the person, okay, let's unpack. What are your priorities? What are your skills? What's your passion? You know, because often um, when you like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what. It actually needs to be something that you're passionate about um, when you're in that mode. Otherwise, um, you really won't, you know, you won't focus on achieving it. Not so, only will you not focus, but I think that there's a bit of brand authenticity with people that are actually passionate about what they do. Yes, that's the other element, um, extremely authentic. But also, you know, if you, if you have that mindset of I want to start a business, but I don't know what, we also have to establish if you are right for the entrepreneurial life. Um, so that would be part of the elements that one would look at in that kind of call. And you just ask a series of questions to get an idea if they're more, you know, better for the CEO or CEO or maybe just a manager, or maybe at this point in their life, they might just be a better employee, but working in a different higher paying industry. Well, you know, some of my clients have um, actually become what a term that I've learned recently called entrepreneurs where they approach their jobs, they use their entrepreneurial skills in their current jobs, and then make a plan to move out in a defined period of time and become a fully-fledged entrepreneur. I like that. I like that. And you help kind of bring out those characteristics, define that plan, and set up a long-term plan for becoming an entrepreneur. Yes, because you, you might know that you want to start a business but you need to work out what you want to do and how you're going to do it. And, you know, you still need the safety of an income. So a lot of clients end up with, uh, when, which I've worked with, they end up having that plan. And actually then they feel a lot more confident to carry out what they, what they set out to do. Well, Suzanne, you sound like a very successful business coach. It sounds like you help a lot of people in their businesses. You have a clear idea of what you're doing in your industry, and it makes you happy. Like you said, you have to have that inspiration behind your work, not only for you to enjoy it, but so other people can see that authenticity within you, and I definitely see that within you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> absolutely absolutely I hope that all of our listeners that are going to tune into this really think about what benefits a business coach could have in any stage of their business even if you're just starting out there's people out there that can help you start out with the logistics and the mindset when you're scaling up etc any stage of your business pretty much out there somewhere is a business coach for you that's true that's true well, I definitely want to utilize that in 2020. Before we end our 
podcast today. I would like to give you 60 seconds in the spotlight where you share your links, you tell us more about the platforms that you're launching and stuff like that. Okay, thank you. Um, you can find me at the moment on Facebook. You just type in Suzanne Daniels and you will see my profile. Um, you can also reach me via email. My address is Suzanne at lovespinerthings.com. In the new year, I'll be launching a new platform. It's still under development, so I will then be able to provide those links. You'll find the links on my Facebook page. And yeah, and if you want to set up a call with me, there's a, I use Calendly as a scheduler, and I'll happily provide the link to Kelly to put in the podcast notes. Awesome. I'll make sure to add that into the podcast notes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Suzanne, and I hope that everybody tunes in to next Business in the Spotlight.